Hello, podcasters. Courtney here. Can you believe we made it to the end of our first season? It's like we just started yesterday. To celebrate, I've collected some highlights, my favorite moments, as well as added in a little bit of unreleased audio recordings from our fabulous co-hosts throughout the season who have reflected on their lives and Evis' true worship as a means to an end and not an end in itself. I just want to say thank you for tuning in and reflecting on worship in the lives of our co-hosts. Without further ado, here we go. My default perspective is prayer in my darkest moments because that's the immediate opportunity, like I was talking about the cell phone, that's my immediate opportunity to let them know, you know, I need you in this situation. I need you right now. So the immediate, the immediate response is to go to prayer. Um, and praise is mixed in to my prayer because, and I don't know when I started this, but I start all my prayers with hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And so I guess then worship would become, in my darkest moments, worship becomes my third uh, option. Because in my darkest moments, I'm not usually not in a space where I can prostrate, which is my preferred mode of worship. When was the last time you worshiped? About 1 p.m. today, about 1 p.m. Um, this morning, I had a funeral to attend, an Olive's funeral, and um, was present with that family in that moment and worshiped in that context, but that was not for me. Um, so it was about one o'clock when I when I got to church, when I got to my office that I worship. What do you think about while you worship? Well, the whole point is not to think, you know, um, but I find myself thinking about not thinking. I find myself thinking about stop thinking and focusing on me, on my body, on my breathing. Um, on his presence in me. Not so much God outside of me, but God in my flesh. I mean, you know, that may not make sense, but that's, I'm thinking about this, this clay and the breath in me and and how that's God in me. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm worshiping. Lift it off, but you feel refreshed. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's a feeling that I get from worship when 
especially th- those times where I've been gone for a while. And of course, I can do you know whatever I do on the road, but there's nothing like being here at the altar, yeah. just really feeling the atmosphere and kind of just you know it's it's a whole different thing. And it, for me, like I said, it just it recenters it and it, it it it's a refresher. It's like all right, phew, all right, that's done. Everything that you were worrying about before this, you ain't gotta worry about it no more. Mm-hmm. If the work, if it comes back later, that's fine. But from here, everything we it was covered in this worship session. So that's how I kind of look at. It. I break them down like you know I go. Whatever's going on, I go and I leave it there. And then get up and then, you know, if something else happened, then you take that up next time you worship. But that's how I kind of see it. For our listeners, can you please define what is worship? Because when you talk about it, um, it seems more of a physical act. Can you expand on it and give us more information on what worship is to you? So worship, um, laying prostrate, kneeling. Uh, bowing before God, blowing kisses to God. My preferred um, one, especially while I'm at church, is laying prostrate because, you know, my knees be bad, man. I can't be down <laughs> on my knees that long. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I lay prostrate that way. My entire body is, is you know, being sacrificed, so to speak. So it's, it's you know, I'm just there, and I, I feel like everything is refreshed. You know what I'm saying? From my head to my feet, the thoughts, everything, everything is just refreshed. So it is a physical act. When you when you say worship, it's more than just, it's not just singing and dancing and praying or whatever. It's an act that, you know, it's it's mentioned in the Bible separately for a reason. You know, not separately, mm-hmm. but it's mentioned by itself as a as its own thing for a reason. And yeah, so that's what it is to me. It's, it's going down. It's, it's laying your body uh, before God. It's sacrificing your body and sacrificing your fresh suit, your fresh clothes you got on. Because it's, you know, it's just kind of showing that it's deeper than, than what just surface is. Is, and I'm going to use this word because that's just the time that we're in. Uh, it's quarantining. It is my moment of stillness. It is my moment of shutting everything else down. And one, um, cause I, I mean, I don't think I've ever just struggled, but like I just, the practice, once I fully understood that worship is not for me, right? This is for God. This is what God craves. Mm-hmm. There is an, there is a chance that I can give God this and I get nothing back, but do I love God enough to just give him what he craves? So I get down, prostrate, bow. Blowing kisses, you know, I blow kisses often. It's like if I'm about to walk into a meeting, you know. Um, It's really my way of saying, um, here, here, God, you know, this is for you. But I always get in return stillness because I'm busy. I'm a busy person. Mm -hmm. And, And you can probably already tell I'm a very inquisitive and I'm always thinking and I'm always processing. And so my mind is always talking I'm always reading news. I'm always on social. I'm always writing. I'm always politicking something. I'm always doing something. Um, Worship for me is I get down and I say, you know, I worship. I worship you for who you are, Lord. I worship you for who you are. And I just keep repeating that in my mind. And at some point I stop and I just get really quiet. It just gets quiet around me, which is also why I prefer not to worship. Sometimes I will. If I'm just really struggling, I'll worship with music. But mm-hmm. I prefer to worship around nothing, right? Like in the middle of the dining room, <laughs> living room in my bedroom, nothing's on, nothing's plugged in. Anywhere, any place. Anywhere, any place, anytime. I don't have to be at the New Olivet. And um, I don't know if that's a bad thing to say. I don't think so. But 
I have learned how to worship any place, anytime, anywhere. When I was in D.C. for an internship, um, which was I think that was the most beautiful time of my life and and game changing in my life was when I was was living in D.C. And I lived with three different people. So there were four of us in an apartment Um, when they would leave. I would get down and worship and just have that moment, have that moment of stillness walking through the cherry blossoms on the, the National Mall, blowing kisses real quick, you know, and you you yeah. deal with that like somebody going to see me. But, you know, after a while, it's just like you have this, that, this like, is just for me and you. You have that alone time with you and God. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're. Mm-hmm. Your social distancing yourself yes. from yes. everyone else. Got to. Oh, I and love it. And what is your end result of quarantine? Because of that, I mean, I even got closer to God than I had been. I mean, you know, read my word, tell God what I wanted. And he blessed us mightily through, at that period and, and has still blessed us mightily till this day. And, you know, my children are in their 30s, you know, all mm-hmm. of them. So um, it's just living the life of God. In addition to working hard, you not just live for God and don't do anything. You can't just sit down, but you have to be an example and live for God. It's not hard to live for God. I mean, he created us, you know, he so, bless you and everything. So within this time, it was something that you didn't want to do, but you had, had like like you had to do. Yeah, because and, I because I had just gotten my college degree. That's what I was in school mm-hmm. for. Oh man, I got my degree. Now I can go work at this TV station, which I did for about five years, but... Um, when it was really getting ready to be full time, you know, that's when I had to give it up, you know, to raise my children. And so I think you might have been on cloud nine, everything is going well, but then whatever the circumstance is, you have to give it up. You got to give it up. And it seems like you might be getting punished at the moment. Well, you, it's really a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a punishment. It's just a matter of... Like, in the moment, you see it as a punishment, but in hindsight, you see it as the blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. it's like, well, you know, it's like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. You know, sit, you know, give up, but I'm, I'm on this trajectory. I don't want to give it up. You know, you don't want to, but you know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And your spirit, you know it's the right thing to do. And I'm telling you, I gave it up, and God has blown my world ever since. It's been unreal. Um, and I love the scripture from Philippians. Um, and it's just really kind of like what I go with as far as my faith, where it's like, um, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let the request be made known to God. And I take that and I always, I'm always talking to God, like we're best friends. <laughs> and I'm always mm-hmm. telling him like what I want, what I expect, I'm writing it down, I'm praying about it. And then through worship, he's able to show me and to reveal to me and his timing uh, what is best for my life to be able to set out. And that's just how I've been moving for so many years. And it's been so beneficial to me through worship to be able to be revealed the things that God, yes, this is perfect for me at this time. No, at this moment, this is not right. And worship really gives you that clear vision. So with your prayer. But God plants those seeds when he can get your attention. And I I wrote that book and, and, you know, I kept writing books. Uh, Let's see, Pretty Woman 2 and... um, which is the truth about jealousy among girls and women, because that's a big issue for women and girls. If you're trying to go somewhere, people will really try to stop mm-hmm. you, and they make it hard for you. And only God can help you through that, and then you've been excellent in what you do. There's a Me personally, I there's just stuff that I stopped letting get to me. You know what I'm saying? I stopped mm-hmm. stop getting mad about certain stuff. I stopped 
you know, tripping. Like I stopped letting stuff get to me. And that's from me worshiping and me knowing that, you know, all of this stuff is surface. Everything that's happening is, it's, it's going to happen. There's nothing you can do to stop those kind of things from happening, but it's all about how you react. And how you... God, un- God knows what you got to fight against, right? God knows what you're up against and he knows it ain't even about like what I did last night or what I drink or whatever. He knows that you're up against the, the battle in your mind, doubt, anxiety, unbelief, which unbelief really is the umbrella of all sin because I don't know. I, I've been dealing with this too. So like if I disobey underneath all that, the root of all disobedience, I believe is unbelief because I don't believe that there is something better on the other side of my disobedience on the other side of obedience to so that. It may not make sense. Well, I think that's an aha moment. It might oh. be, but <laughs> aha moment. So I, so you, so you keep walking the way that you're walking because you don't, you don't, you know, that's why I grieve for unbelievers, especially people who are freaking out in this time, because it's like, what if on the other side of your anxiety and your freaking out is a peace in the midst of Jesus will sleep on the boat. So everybody else should have been asleep on the boat. If Jesus is sleeping in the storm, go to bed. That's my philosophy. Like if Jesus ain't tripping and up and, and caring all, I'm going to bed. So don't live your life free. You know, whoever's listening, live your life free. You know, be happy. Do those things you enjoy. Have fun with your friends. God wants us to do all of that. But still recognize him. That's all. Just recognize him. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. That was really good. I enjoyed it. Cool. I'll I'll be interested to hear how this sounds. Hopefully, I wasn't rambling too much. No, you gave like it, like it. It was, it was good. <laughs>